Welcome to Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. I'm your host, Tigrila Gardenia, nature-inspired mentor and leadership coach. In this podcast, I share ancient and modern knowledge from biology to spirituality about the wondrous ways in which plants can help you lead a naturally conscious life. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 24. Today, we're going to talk about my spiritual research. Actually, I'm going to give you an update on my spiritual research, because you may remember in episodes 14 and 15, I walked you through um, the several years of the research that I've been doing here at Dom and Her. So just as a quick recap to help you understand what I'm talking about, as part of my initiate path, in Damanhur, where I live. You can look it up if you've never heard of Damanhur before. You'll be blown away. Anyways, as part of the initiate path here, we do, we carry out what's called spiritual research. Every year we get to choose a group with which we work on and we study a specific topic, going deeper, and the topics could range from all kinds of different things. Some people are doing uh, time and what is time and how does it work. Some are looking into aspects of past lives. Some are um, researching the relationship with fire. And as you can imagine, my research group is connected to plants and nature in general. Now I've had several different groups. I'm, I'm one of the co-responsible um, for the overall laboratory that, uh, that we have relating to nature and the environment. And within that laboratory, there are several different groups of which my group this last year, so we go from September, today's actually the new year in Damanhur as, as I'm recording this, but we go from September until about May, June timeline. And then and during the summer, we break and we do work together as a community. So in that period of time from September to about May, June, we carry out research based on the topic that we've chosen. And in my case, our group was all around the senses and nature. Um, and in addition, so trying to make this easy to understand, overall, the school sets a um, one macro sort of focus point. In this case, last year, it was what was called the inner triad. So you can think of it as your connection to your inner divinity, to your inner divine, to the pantheon of divinities within you. What are What does that mean? And then the group has its own focus that it looks to kind of color that particular global macro focus. So what does the inner triad have to do with nature? In other words, what is my connection to the divine, to the inner divine, to the inner triad within me connected through to nature and the senses? Because that's specifically the group that I'm in. How does nature or connection to plants help enhance uh, our senses? So in that group, we asked ourselves at the beginning of the group, right, how does, how can, can a deep how can a deep connection to nature help me awaken the inner triad? So my inner pantheon of divinities, all my inner characteristics connected to these divinities. Um, and in our particular group, right? So the laboratory was kind of asking the general question, how does nature help me reawaken my inner triad? And in our group, we were asking ourselves, how does nature expand our subtle bodies, right? What are the techniques that help us expand our subtle bodies and how do we see or feel that expansion? Now, 
I'm going to get into a little bit what, what we mean by subtle bodies, but just for now, picture it a little bit connected to your overall aura, right? You have an, a, an aura, a field of energy that is around you. It's made up of different layers. So the first thing in my group we wanted to understand before we could even get into the inner triad is if we were looking at what are the, how does nature, how does a deep connection with plants help us expand our aura or, or understand or feel better what is our subtle body? all these different layers that are within it and how do we how do we express that expansion in the physical world but the first thing we needed to understand was what subtle bodies are right so personally i went off and started to read there's a, a few books here at dom and her as well as i went and i studied other material that i could get um and about understanding my subtle physiology because to be honest i had never really thought about it like what was my subtle physiology and the subtle the subtle body you could think of represents the sum of the of the conditions let me think of the best way to put this. Hold on. Because these are those concepts, right? We, we talked, we've been talking now that we're going to be shifting paradigms, right? And part of shifting paradigms is creating new vocabularies for it. But that's another, another topic that I'm going to get into soon. And so let me think if I can figure out the right words that sort of bridge between where I am now and, and where I was when I first started. So the subtle body really represents the sum of all the encounters between my soul and my physical body, right? If you really think about what your aura is, it's a giant ball of energy around you that is where, to a certain extent, your soul can manifest itself in the physical world. And so as you move out from my physical existence and I become more and more and more subtle, so that's why it's subtle bodies, subtle layers around me, but this is all really how my soul expresses itself in the physical body, as well as in all these subtle layers going on. And they connect, they, they, they really collect paranormal possibilities, the exaltation of the senses, the qualities that are acquired, um, the arts that I've learned, the skills. In short, they are inside, embedded inside of my subtle bodies are the fruits of all my talents, both physically manifesting talents as well as innate talents that have yet to express themselves most likely because of human conditioning that has put a bunch of limiting beliefs on them, but that's another topic for another day too. Subtle bodies can be, they can be prepared, they can be educated, they can even be trained and liberated. Because again, remember I was, I was talking about, and if you go back through you know previous podcasts, I talked so much about conditioning, about how our conditioning puts limits and ends up hiding um, behind fear, a lot of what are our talents and our skills. And these are embedded inside of our subtle bodies, because again, our subtle bodies are senses, they're, they're expressions, they're, they're so many different things that cannot manifest themselves in the physical. So what we want to do is put together our subtle bodies so that they work sort of as a unit rather than as each one as individual. We also want to realign them because we are born with our own physical and our subtle body kind of intact. And then it eh, starts up all that conditioning, all of those things that we learn or we start to believe or in our own experiences, our traumas. And this kind of moves all of our subtle, subtle body out of whack. I mean, you often hear people talk about holes in their aura or in Dominher, for example, one of the many reasons why we don't smoke is because it creates sort of uh, chasms or, or holes in our subtle bodies. So 
in order for us to really connect back in to our subtle bodies, we need to put them together, heal them, realign them, free them, and sometimes even recompose the parts that that means extending our fields of action. This allows me to act once I I kind of realign them and put them into where they're supposed to be and reconnect to them so that I'm actually guiding them. I am, if you can think of it from a magical point of view or from a subtle point of view, I am augmenting my expressible power, the amount that I can actually express my true essence and my true strength and power as an individual. So you can see that this is a really important thing for us to work on. And these are most likely your subtle bodies are not in their natural sequence because of all those traumas and all that other stuff that I was talking about. So if I'm going to awaken my divine power, I need not just my physical part body to be healthy and whole and put together in whatever that means, the best optimal shape. I also need my subtle body to be aligned. So when we talk about alignment, we're not just talking about our thoughts we're often talking about alignment of the subtle bodies, all of these different parts of myself that make up my energetic, um, my energetic ball of, you know, of what I am, and which is where my soul can manifest from the physical to the subtle levels. I want to put these all in order, because if I can't put them in order, then I can't really access the, the, it's almost like a lock, you know, that that is out of sequence. So therefore, it's like a little combination lock. And until I put in everything in the sequence that it's supposed to be, I can't really reawaken my full power because I can't open myself to it. So in this particular case, when it came to me for this research, I figured that the best way for me to feel and live my inner triad, my inner divinity, my inner pantheon of divinity and characteristics, and to be able to live it as well as guide it. So not just be guided by it, but actually guide it and be um, in a collaborative relationship with all these different elements of myself, I needed to step deeper into my subtle body and I needed to look for ways to reconnect or reawaken some of the parts of my subtle body that I felt had been turned off, you could say. So um, from what I understand, my every single subtle body so every layer in our aura every subtle body is connected to and is probably sensitive to some human faculty so some faculty that i some talent some skills something that i possess is connected in there and so my first problem my first question was like how do i grasp and stabilize characteristics that arise through my subtle body like i had to keep that in mind all the time and could it be that some of these faculties, these sensitivities that I might have are actually connected to the senses of plants. Because remember, we've talked so much that plants have many more senses than we do. And as we start to embrace our plantness, moving beyond just our single humanness, is that possible that we're embracing our plantness to better understand our full, complete, true nature. And therefore, that plantness helps me understand certain senses in a different way. And that helps me then reconnect to my subtle bodies. So this was kind of the premise that I was going for. I was after studying and better understanding what the subtle, subtle body was, I tried to understand like, how could this deeper, this reawakening of my plantness, which I felt connected into my humanness, really help me understand the full 
part of who I am and everything that I am and, and all the power I possess through these different layers of my subtle body. Hopefully that's clear. It's, it's not, it's not the easiest thing, but I can sum it up in, in saying it this way. One of the things that I have studied and learned and, and read is that when we really are connected to all the elements of our power, so all the elements of our subtle body, all the elements of our true faculties, characteristics, traits, all those things, that is when I move towards giving true spiritual purpose to everything I do. And when I give spiritual purpose to everything I do is where I divinitize matter. And this is really the ultimate goal, right? To divinitize matter, to, to make matter, um, to give it that spark, to give me that place where I am operating from more than just a low um, human only, physical only frequency, but I am instead incorporated and moving towards a conscious evolution. So this is why I chose in particular to work on the subtle body of imagination. Now, you can just probably, if you know me and if you've watched you know, my podcast and, and you've seen, like, and you've heard me speak before, you can probably imagine why imagination is so important. But being able to imagine the unthinkable means taking the first steps towards original creation. So you're not just fishing from the flow of thoughts and the synchronic lines. You're not just uh, regurgitating what really exists. We are, when you have the subtle body of imagination fully awake and you're fully connected to it, you can imagine without limits. You can change paradigms. You can think without a source material that um, constrains your thoughts. You're not held by conditioning. So you basically build a bridge between the real, the, the place of the nothing and the everything and the world of form to consciously evolve in a new chosen direction. And this is what we all want as humanity, right? We wanna move towards the idea of conscious evolution. And so therefore I thought imagination would be the best place that I could start for me to like create the cascading effect of reawakening these subtle bodies. Now for the year, for this year, I really wanted to work with only one plant on awakening these conscious body, right? The body of my imagination. And so um, I wanted to work on the conscious body of imagination for me. And as a side, I kind of had it as a side project that I would love to see how I can find a human subtle body that was really known only to plants. So imagine this already. I need to come up with something that is completely unimaginable because it is not known to us humans. It's only known to plants. So this was a difficult task. And then recognize, first recognize that this sense that this subtle body exists and understand what it is and how it might work. So really create for me something out of a realm of understanding that I have no access to today. And just as a kind of, well, I'll get there when I get there, let get there. So to understand what subtle bodies really feel like I, I and really what they are, I, I chose some reading material, some books, and um, some different editorials here in Domenher by our spiritual founder, Falco. And more than anything, I found one plant that wanted to help me explore how to awaken extra senses, to tidy up my subtle body, and to see if there are any plant senses that are connected to one of my subtle bodies that I 
that, you know, how does that work? Like all these different questions that I've just talked about. And there was really one plant that sort of stood up as like, me, 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 me. It's the plant that for those of you that are watching the video can see behind me, this is um, a plant, uh, a trisfasciata dracenia. So basically um, a mother-in-law's tongue or a snake plant, depending on where you're from. Those are the names that we call that plant. And it was a plant that I've had, um, that has lived with me for since, since I lived in the place where I'm living right now. And this plant was very, creative. That's the only word I could think of to use to describe this plant. But this plant is a plant who lives in this in the house and wanted to do this research with me and asked me to work together on these subtle bodies. It's not a plant I've ever worked with before. It's interesting because this plant comes from a plant um, that was living in my, that lives in my um, bedroom. But this particular piece of the plant asked to come out to the living room uh, last year. And then um, a few months later was when I started to, you know, think about this research. And that's when this plant was like me. Now, the interesting part about this plant is that the plant refuses to give me a name. The plant just was absolutely super clear that the plant was like, I am not giving you a name. And the reason this plant chose to not give me a name was because the plant's conscience um, was saying, if I give you a name, you're going to associate me with that name. And you're going to put everything back into words. And I don't want you to work on words because your subtle body is not based on words. And the words in our vocabulary that we have today do not help you understand me. So I'm not giving you a name. So I've been calling this plant no name Dracenia because I needed to call the plant something. But basically the plant was very adamant that what I was supposed to do was work with this plant in a completely different way. I also chose some essential oils that are connected to um, different aspects of myself to receive from other beings to uh, approach spirit guides to allow imagination and to communicate with parts of the universe and then to ground everything in that what i know that that what i was learning so i did choose some essential oils that i used in various different ways from you know the body to other aspects in order to help me along this path but the main point the main being that i worked with throughout this entire experience was no name Dracenia. And before I go forward, I just wanna take this second to share a message from one of our eco partners, or our eco business partners, because working with them has been such a giant pleasure and I want to give you the opportunity to work with You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Okay, so now I want to tell you what happened in my year of research with my research group. So um, in my self-study, I learned that imagination and humor are the ingredients of the sense of desire. So my aspect of wanting to reawaken imagination and to look for doing that in a very fun way rather than a super serious way really connects to your sense of desire. Now, desire as a sense is something we don't really think about, but it does exist, right? The idea of beyond like the five human senses that we know, there are other kinds of senses and desire, the, that want 
that altruistic evolutionary want, the want that takes you towards growth, that is the sense of desire. And this particular internal sense has a lot to do with using different logics, the so-called lateral thinking. So to me, I found that really interesting right off the bat because much of my work with plants obviously um, refers to plant logic, the idea of getting out of your normal way of thinking, which is in fact lateral thinking. So I was already starting to see this, the, the links between my study and how I was going to apply it. So during our times when our group got together, because I'm in a group of people who were all kind of studying this, I chose imagination for myself, but all of us were working on subtle bodies and expansion of our senses and all these different things together. I connected to the group and I listened very careful to, carefully to their experiences. During the week, I, I practiced practiced in some ways with Dracenia, learning from the plant who still didn't want to give me a name and never did give me a name about not doing mental research. So my practice with Dracenia really was quite different from the way that I've ever done before. More than anything, Dracenia reminded me that if I really wanted to get into one of my subtle bodies, I needed to reconnect to my physical body. And the way to do that was through movements. I had to embody the subtle body, not think about the subtle body. So imagination for me wasn't gonna come through an intellectual exercise, but it was gonna come through movements and sensations and feelings. So several times I danced with Dracenia. I put, I put all of that like, in rather than thinking through things, I allowed my body to somatize them, to, to feel it, to experience it. And then I put those experiences into a crystal that I collect for my research with plants. I have a very specific crystal that I work with, and that is the one that collects all of my memories. So Dracenia really indicated to me that even if I didn't understand what I was experiencing and feeling and going through, the crystal, which is always near me, was going to be collecting all of this information and would then manage the flow of the experience so that it sends it to me the moment that I need it to process. So in the times, so I could always fish back conscious, non-consciously at the beginning, but hopefully over time becoming more conscious, everything that I really needed. So in my research, I've tried so many different things. And there's there's been moments when I felt a real opening up and I felt like a new flow of colors and of scents and designs. I, I really did and I still feel that my imagination has really expanded my ability to see beyond the 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 heart. Now you have to remember I am an earth sign. I mean, I am Taurus and I even have my moon in an earth sign. So I am like fixed in the earth, but I do have an ascending side that is a fire. And therefore there are ways for me when I have these like sparks of stepping into, you know, absolute of stepping into pure, pure kind of creativity or creation. And, but it's still sort of, within a known context. I've never thought of myself as being an original, you might say, where now after this work or as I'm working still through this, I can start to see sparks of pure imagination and I can't even put words to it yet 
Um, I could feel it in my body. I feel it when I move. I feel it and I start to understand. Drawing, for example, has always been a giant challenge for me. I'm way too mental and I, I like to really understand things and I have an aesthetic that I want to under you know, I want to put in. But in this case, I, I used a lot more drawing and drawing and painting and different aspects of, of some kind of putting my emotions or my experiences on paper. Um, and I found them to be much more abstract over time. So I've always been a very, when I've sat there and tried to draw, I've always been very literal in the things that I draw. And now it's much more abstract, which is super positive because it means that I'm really entering into something completely unknown and I'm letting go without having to explain it. And finally, after many sessions with Josenia, with dancing, meditation, like working, asking for help of divinities, even creating conscious connection and really looking and asking Drosenia to help me connect to that inner triad, I discovered I discovered that that really we're we're all we're all plants in some ways. We're all humans. We're all nature spirits. We're all made of the same substance, and that substance. Okay, I'm going to sound super corny. I just want to state that this is not something that I normally say. These are not words that normally come out of my mouth, but it's coming out now. Okay, I'm not a kumbaya sort of person, but ultimately the substance is love, unconditional beauty, love, amazement, or that's the true substance of life. And that was what Drasenia helped me really feel in Kabbalah Teferit, which is like the sphere that is sort of right in the center, sort of the heart consciousness, that 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 Christ consciousness is beauty. It's the inner triad in the world of form. It's the inner triad, that inner inner divinity and divinities inside of the world of form. And now I'm starting to get tastes of, of, of it. I'm starting to see snippets of it and hear it. It stimulates a purity inside of me, that part that doesn't need to judge or be judged, right? I don't have to think about anybody else. I'm, I'm, I'm able to connect and share. I can be vulnerable and intimate and emotional. And it's this openness to full being. And I feel like the imagination within me is really that. It's an openness to being. It's, it's what comes out of you when you express yourself naturally. That is really the, the simplest piece of it. In nature, we can be ourselves, right? We are, we are mirrors. We have an inner triad, an inner divinity. We have an external nature, which is our external divinity. We recognize each other. And the thing that allows for that recognition, that substance is love. And that activates the imagination because it doesn't fear being judged. It doesn't, it, it does something because it knows it's the right thing to do. It feels inside. So there's an, an internal sense of exchange that goes back and forth between the two. And I feel like that's part of the subtle body of imagination is imagination is really an exchange without judgment. It is the ability for you to express what it is, what things are in whatever way is necessary to express them in order for you to really be who you are. And, and this really led for me to many different kinds of imagery. I was able to create different things. Um, I was able to write poetry. Um, I was able to have all these different parts. So my conclusion of my research over the last year is that since the beginning of the year, I've had a very creative period. I've created new original programs. I've expressed myself more through drawings that make me understand new parts of myself. I've even entered into a, a, a new flow, a new way of understanding the world 
and um, and, a, and a better exchange of who I really am. So these original properties, all these different parts of myself help me um, better put into being my true essence. And I'm really looking forward to this coming year. As I said, we're into the new year for uh, Dom and Her, which is a new year connected to mastery, mastery of self, master as in your spiritual master, as your inner master. And I'm really looking forward to kind of taking this work and pushing it even further, realigning now my subtle bodies with this body of imagination, becoming more in tune with this body of imagination and seeing what happens when I start to look at the mastery of this imagination. How do I master this and any talents that might come because now I've reawakened and reconnected to that. So that's my journey this year. I'm really excited about where we're going and I'm going to take you along on this journey. And of course, everything that I am talking about, everything gets used in the naturally conscious community, right? You're, you see the fruits of this and you benefit from everything that I have experienced because I am creating new programs. And I have a whole series of new programs that are already in there. And I'm really looking forward to expressing and to helping you reawaken your subtle bodies, whether it's imagination or some other, um, over the course of the next year. And as we continue on this beautiful journey in this naturally conscious journey together. So that's me. I'd love to hear your feedback. So please leave me a review or, you know, remember always to follow. And of course, in the Naturally Conscious community, share your thoughts. I really want to hear what your thoughts are around this research, if you have any ideas of where I should go next. And if you'd like to collaborate on creating and working with the plants to create or to imagine a new part of yourself. So that's it for now. This is me, Tigria Gardenia. And remember, Resist the urge to hold back your evolving green brilliance. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. Intro and outro music by Steve Shuley and Poinsettia from The Singing Life of Plants. So join me, Tigrila Gardenia, and my plant collaborators next time on Reconnect with Plant Wisdom.